Hi and welcome to a very special series of Arrow Bandwidth. A whole series. A whole series. Dedicated to security. You better believe it. As always, you've got myself, David Fern. And myself, Richard Holmes. And our producer, as always, for this series is going to be... Hannah Jenny. Hannah Jenny. Ah. And guys, so basically the idea behind this is we went to Infosec this year. In fact, we are still here right now. Yeah, these aren't special effects in the background. No, we don't have that much money. Um, so, essentially what we've tried to do is go around, find the most interesting, innovative and, in and sort of exciting vendors that we have on our portfolio and basically bring them on and interview them. But do quite long interviews, sort of 15 to, to 25 minutes, mm -hmm. and essentially give you a real idea of where the top vendors think the current trends are, technology directions, and generally sort of what some of the top things are there focusing on and concerned about in 2017 and beyond. Yeah, so if you want a Security 101 for 2017, look no further and than this series. I'd like to add a Security 202. Oh, yeah, go on, man. Why not? Why not? So, look, guys, sit back, enjoy. This is going to be the next couple of months of your bandwidth listening. So, yeah, we hope you enjoy it. Get ready for the bombshells. Yeah. Okay, welcome back. So, now we re... <laughs> We're very, very lucky to be surrounded by two very important people from one of our, our newest security vendors on our portfolio. Indeed. So we have uh, two people from Carbon Black, and I'll let them introduce themselves. So Rick, uh, sorry, Rick do you want to go ahead? Sure. Uh, Rick McElroy, security strategist. Um, been a cyber defender for a long time. This is my first stint in a manufacturer, so it's been really interesting. Uh, sort of the journey that led me here. I had unanswerable questions on my endpoints that I couldn't get to. Uh, and it was the first vendor I found that could actually answer those. So uh, when the opportunity showed up to go preach about what Carbon Black was doing, I was more than happy to jump on board. Fantastic. Ooh. And then very much, uh, we've left, we left the best, best, of, best of second. <laughs> Patrick, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Yes, and I'm Patrick Morley. I'm the CEO of Carbon Black. And uh, unlike Rick, I started this journey 10 years ago when we first, did our, first shipped our product. And wow. over the last 10 years, have certainly seen the cyber landscape change pretty dramatically and have seen the endpoint area change very dramatically. And we're really excited about what we're doing here at Carbon Black. Fantastic. So I suppose my first question before we get started really is, yes. I think a lot of our listeners um, may not have heard of Carbon Black. If they have, they've probably heard of it in passing. So high level view, what is Carbon Black? And what problem in the IT in the in the security sphere does it actually solve? So Carbon Black uh, is a company that provides next-gen endpoint security uh, to companies around the globe. We have over 3,300 customers today, 40 of the Fortune 100, wow. and uh, somewhere around nine million endpoints. And wow. the reason companies use us is one reason alone, and that's because the current approach on the endpoint, which is antivirus. Uh, we've all been using it for 20 plus years, yeah. and it doesn't work so well. Efficacy is down around 40 to 50%, and Carbon Black offers a platform that enables you to better protect your enterprise, better protect your endpoints uh, in a way that you just cannot do with legacy technology. Wow, mm -hmm. great answer. So that's what we're all about. Yeah. So I mean, diving into a bit more detail around that, exactly how does Carbon Black differentiate itself from sort of one of the more typical endpoint protection products? Sure. 
Um, you know, we've got multiple products, right? So there's CB Protect out there, which is our application whitelisting product. We've got CB Response, which is really uh, built to enable IR teams and SOCs and threat hunters. Uh, and then we brought to market CB Defense, right? So our next-gen AV platform. But fundamentally, I think the approach we take is it all starts with visibility. Um, I think you can have the greatest data analytics in the world, but if you're not collecting the right data to analyze, there's just that's a huge gap in your game, right? So for us, it really starts with the visibility of what's actually occurring down there, collecting those right events, and then being able to do really cool stuff with it, like um, detect and respond faster or move to prevent. Um, so I think the fundamental issue with traditional AV is they're lacking that visibility of what's occurring. Um, and unfortunately, all of these new attacks that are occurring uh, are, are taking advantage of the gaps that they have. And they're, and they're hitting them in their blind spots, right? So yeah. nutshell version, we cover the blind spots and we collect the right things so that we can find the bad actors. Okay, perfect. Carbon Black was founded uh, by a couple of guys that actually uh, worked for the government and were trained as offensive hackers. And oh. so for five years, they ran a set of programs uh, as offensive hackers. And what oh. they figured out was that they were very successful and it was really hard to stop them. And when they came out and they went into the private sector, uh, they realized how far behind and antiquated current endpoint solutions were. And so they built a platform essentially to stop and to find themselves. So how do you find and stop a hacker? And as Rick said, it all starts with visibility. It all starts with collecting the right data at the right time, how you analyze that data, and then what you do uh, based on what you're seeing. And so uh, I think it gives us a very unique perspective as we go in and we talk with customers and prospects about how we can help them because we were founded by hackers. Yeah, okay. I don't think we've got many vendors on our books today that, uh, that can claim that. No, I don't think we do. Hackers. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's got to be the single best possible starting point for any organization because if you start from that place, you start from how do we break something yep. and, then, and then fix it. You know, it's, it's the definition of sort of agile development. It's the definition of how to build the best possible product is start with the problem and then just fix it, break well, it, fix it, break it, fix it, break it until the point where actually you can't break it anymore. Yeah, look, we have an, an analogy here in the UK, don't we? So um, butcher turned gamekeeper. <laughs> and you know, I, I think that that awesome. kind of quite nicely puts yeah. you guys in context. Um, you say that yeah, the the five guys from um, from from the government. Uh, I, I just want to pick you up on that one. I I know it's doing doing a little bit of reading, just trying to prep for for this recording. Yeah, you have some very clearly defined industry sectors that that you position the product suite in. Is is that? Just as a starting point, or are those those are those key industry sectors that that carbon back focus on? Yeah, so if, if we look at our if we look at our customer set today, uh, one of the really uh, interesting things is is how horizontal our solutions are. Yeah. And when we look at our customer sets, as I said before, 40 of the Fortune 100, we're in every sector in the marketplace out there with 3,300 customers. Now the truth is we tend to go where customers are seeing a lot of attacks. So where have we seen that? Well, financial services, yep. retail, yep. oil and gas, pharmaceutical, uh, manufacturing, government. So those tend to be, and, and, and what are the, those tend to be very uh, uh, areas where we see a lot of traction. Uh, one of the interesting side pieces is that we also have a lot of tech companies. So in Silicon Valley, we have the who's who of brands. And if you were to name a brand that you use in life, 
uh, that's a tech company, they're probably using carbon black internally. And I, and I think the reason for that speaks volumes about our approach. Because in tech companies, you tend to have buyers and technologists who tend to lean forward and, and really understand the difference between a, a poor approach versus a deep approach where we, we collect all the right data at the right time and we do the right analytics against it. And so um, very, very proud of our customers. And, and obviously in the end, our core mission is how do we help organizations better protect themselves from cyber attacks? That's what we're all about day in and day out. So I, I'm, I'm going to bring up the, the buzzword of, of the entire conference, it feels like. Just the one. Just the one. So, you know, in, in, the Euro, in Europe, obviously, next year, we've got GDPR coming down the line. You know, I think Endpoint is probably one of the over... Is what, for me, it seems like one of the missed areas specifically um, in, in the GDPR cycle. We hear people talking about how they can secure the data, how they can encrypt the, you know, your file storage systems, blah, 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 blah. But very few people talk about that endpoint. And, and that's got to be one of the most important places because that's where the data is at its unencrypted, where it's exposed, where... So what can Carbon Black do? So people who are listening and, and trying to think about products and technologies they want to include in their GDPR stacks, how can Carbon Black help them specifically within the GDPR world? So I, I think that's a great point. Um, if you assume things like your communication channels are easily hackable uh, and you don't have visibility to that, you then have to assume that you have to protect the endpoint, yeah. right? And that endpoint's going to move all over the place. I mean, we have salespeople all over the world. They, they come in. You know, our, our team here in EMA uh, just left the States, uh, and they were in Dubai the week before that, right? So, so for us, uh, the network's a little meaningless, yeah. right? And I think becoming more meaningless from a security perspective, sure, we got to protect things like DDoS and, you know, DNS-based attacks. But uh, in our world, it's about protecting that endpoint because that's where the data is. Oh, exactly. Yeah, and that's where the hackers are going after, right? So um, in regards specifically to, you know, new regulations that are coming out there, and, and I think you guys are leading a wave of uh, countries out there that are going to pass this stuff. Um, yeah, it becomes hugely important to make sure where your devices are, what's occurring on them, and then where's that data going? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I can say that we have the absolute ease of ability to say, hey, this network connection just started from this endpoint and it's leaving, say, Germany uh, and traversing to the United States. Awesome. I want that visibility because then I can enforce compliance around my network, Perfect. right? Mm -hmm. um, so oftentimes what we find is when we deploy, uh, people are able to identify the other upstream gaps that they have. Um, because they see what's actually landing on the endpoint. So, so we assume as defenders that our content filtering and our firewalls are actually filtering this stuff out, and then we have AV as the last resort, and what we find is uh, we deploy, and, and that's actually not the case. Uh, prevention needs tuning, uh, and maybe the team hasn't tuned, uh, or maybe they haven't bought you know, a, another upstream product that's yeah. the right one. So, um, so yeah, get the visibility so you can actually tell where you need to spend your prevention dollars. And one of the things I love that you just mentioned was how organizations, you know, the, the the status quo of an organization now is not to have everyone inside of a building with a firewall and a LAN where everything can be controlled. That network has literally, of, of most organizations, you know, ours included and clearly yours, is the internet. And actually, everyone is their own little data hub almost. Everyone stores files on their desktop and doesn't sync. And, and you know, there's a lot of bad practice, but the reality is that's, that's what happens when you are a road warrior or a, you know, a remote worker. Well, and actually, it seamless, isn't it? You're the private public is no longer a contact. No, there isn't. It's just, no. just a, a device that, that can be connected anywhere so that people can work, be it on the train, be it in the coffee shop, be it at home, be it mm -hmm. in a hot desk. 
And I think the, the point you just touched on it is really, really poignant at the moment around, you know, I think Endpoint is probably well, well buried in, in the technology stack because it's seen as a almost a commodity. And I suppose this is one of the other things, you know, it's seen as commodity, it's seen as, I don't want to say freemium, but I'm going to say freemium. Sure. Um, so how do you combat that? How do you, how do you guys take it from a freemium conversation where you know a lot of the players play today into a real sort of this is an endpoint protection solution for the enterprise so, so I'll, I'll give two two kind of trend answers to, to why endpoint is so important first trend is everything you've just said which one of the one of the common things that we say inside of carbon black is that the endpoint is the new perimeter just think about Great. that yeah. for a minute, right? That's so a much traditionally, more, much more succinct way of saying what I just said in about twenty minutes. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <right>? That's why. <laughs> why you're not seeing exactly. that That's exactly why. Exactly. So the endpoint is the new perimeter, and essentially, it, it captures what you said, which is, uh, I'm now, you know, twenty-five percent of knowledge workers actually work outside of the office on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. uh, we're connecting to cloud services that actually are never on the network. Yeah. Uh, everything I'm doing, or some 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 of what I'm doing, is encrypted. So the ability to actually leverage the firewall, while still really important, and network security in general, uh, increasingly that device, that endpoint, is out in a coffee shop and it's, it's defenseless. So I have to think about how do I protect that, that device. And so that's what Carbon Black's all about. And then if you start to go down that path and you recognize that all my important data is actually on that endpoint, uh, then uh, it suddenly changes from a commodity conversation to a discussion that says, well, if I get hit once, just one breach, um, in order to go back and try and recreate the crime of what just happened, if I don't have any visibility on what the adversary was actually doing, et cetera, yeah. it's going to cost certainly upwards of 500,000 US dollars. And in many cases, it's millions of dollars. And wow. so, uh, and of course in pounds these days, it's a heck of a lot of money too. Let's not go that. And so I can pay for, I can pay for a product that will help me stop more attacks but also allow me tremendous visibility into what just happened on that device, uh, I can pay for all of that for less than I would pay for just one attack. And so uh, we can have a real value-oriented conversation with our prospects about why uh, you know, they, they have some value in AV, mm -hmm. but the truth is, is in today's uh, world order, uh, antivirus is a very old technology and it's very easy to get around. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really insightful, and, and hopefully this is this is a succinct follow-up question. But um, you guys talk about um, threat hunting. You talk about the vast majority, yeah, this huge number of endpoints that, that you're protecting, and that's that's only ever going to go one way. That's going to go up. I, you know, gone are the days of us only connecting via a PC at home or in the office. Yeah, the number of devices is just it explodes exponentially it seems on a monthly basis, let alone a, a yearly basis. But yeah, that threat, threat hunting in that context and doing what you guys do, that either takes a heck of a lot of resource. And we see other security vendors employing you know, vast teams of researchers and putting a huge amount of resource behind, yeah, trying to identify and mitigate the risk and, and trying to stay one step behind, let alone three or four, or let alone being ahead. I'm just really interested in how you guys do that. Is it an element of machine learning, AI, algorithms? Is it a combination of, yeah. of physical people and technology? And not wanting you guys to give the game away, but we're just trying to understand a little bit about how you guys do that. Yes. 
Uh, <laughs> the short answer to that is yes. Um, I just did a thread hunting talk. Yeah. Job on CNN. No. I, I just did a thread hunting talk. You know, thread hunting is moving from art to science. Uh, I, I, I'll stand by Carbon Black was a big part of that, yeah. uh, which makes me pretty proud to work for an organization that uh, really has changed the game and really has gotten security professionals uh, to become proactive about this stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, prevention's failing. Detect and alert's failing. I mean, go look at the number of breaches last year. It's just failing, right? Yeah. Um, so now what we have is customers that are, you know, a staff of two or three people doing threat hunting over 100,000, 200,000 endpoints. Uh, and that's pretty rad, right? As a, as a, as a former CISO and a defender, um, time is my finite, m- money is my finite resource too, but really it's, it's my team's time, yeah. right? I, I have to engage with the business. I have to create a culture that can do secure. I have to do all of these things in addition to going and finding evil, right? Um, so what I love about Carm Black is we really do enable teams uh, to quickly start to do that. Um, and the other impact I think we're having is when you take a new analyst who's brand new, net new on uh, uh, endpoint security, mm-hmm. um, three to six months later, I mean, the, the, the amount of um, good threat hunting knowledge that they have is unbelievable, right? And so if you think about the compounded impact of that, um, we throw new analysts who have never went and found a threat before Three to six months later, they're now leading teams and teaching people how to do this stuff and doing talks, right? Uh, that's awesome, because that'll actually change the economics behind it. Uh, and it's pretty motivating to be out there and hear these stories. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, just that fact of it, oh, that, that for me, that really does sound like moving the game. Um, that's, I mean, I've never come across anybody bold enough to say It's why I don't mind that, flying around the world to talk to people about threat yeah. hunting, because <laughs> that's what it's going to take, right? It, it's going to take a, a bunch of trained professionals, training other professionals and other people. Uh, and then really, uh, from a manufacturer perspective, y- you got to enable the teams. You, yeah. you know, e- each environment's different, so give them a platform that they can customize. Give them a platform that, that makes their job easier. It, a lot of vendors out there do not make the defender's life easier. They're just adding something else to their stack. Find technology that makes your life easier. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about threat hunting, if you just look at uh, the evolution of threat hunting over the last few years, a few years ago, uh, one of the biggest challenges with threat hunting was that a lot of the time was spent really on commoditized approaches. Mm. And so, as you and I, I believe that Carbon Black was on the front end of helping enable uh, threat hunters to really build practices around focusing on the, the, the high end stuff. And, and you get two impacts of that. As, as Rick said, the first impact is uh, if I can, if, if a product like Carbon Black allows me to focus on finding real evil, it makes my enterprise harder to get to. And it makes yeah. it more costly for the attacker. And so given multiple choices, the attacker is going to move away from that particular objective and move to the next objective. Yeah. That's one. And the second piece is one of the interesting side effects is that it, it actually drives retention rates inside of that, that SOC team. And the primary reason is because as a, as a defender, do I want to be spending my time you know, rinse and repeat every day when I walk into that SOC? Or do I want to be working on the stuff that is really cool where I can put my name out there and say, you know what, I found X, Y, Z. And I, look at the way they ran this attack. Wow. And increasingly, those attacks do not use malware. They're fileless. They're using all the utilities that ship with the product. So you actually get higher retention rates inside of your security team. It's what a really a cool yeah. byproduct. Fascinating. Honestly, that is the first time I've ever heard that used. But, that's but it's brilliant. such a good point because we always talk about the ego of the IT industry oh, and specifically the techies because at the end of the day you're absolutely right sure. they want you know money is not their only motivator no, it's right. one of the only industries where I think money is probably one yeah. of the, the lowest motivators it's it's the meritocracy almost 
It's that being, you know, famous for yeah, that peer recognition when you go to self I'm, yeah. I'm a fit to burst in here because I, I run a team of pre-sales consultants, and and you know what? Part of the conversation I have with them, pretty much every single time we sit down for a review, not an annual review, but on a weekly and a monthly or a quarterly basis, is you know what? You one of the biggest assets that I have. <coughs> yeah, you're right, David. It's not just about salary. It's not just about prospects. It's about giving you that, right, how are we next going to push the boundaries for you? How are we going to help develop yeah. you as an individual? By proxy, I benefit as a business. And, and I think you know, one of the things that you guys are saying is, you know, Carb, Carbon Black, I'm going to come back to you, point at calling it a platform. Uh, it's, really, it's a real interesting point on in how you perceive Carbon Black there. But you enable a cultural shift within an organization because by doing that, you can enable that, that development and retention of staff, which you know, we've heard it throughout the course of the episodes that we yep. recorded, you know, that, <laughs> that shortage of skills. Absolutely. So, and people gravitate towards you know, where the prospects are, mm -hmm. where the packages are, where the next career step is. And if you can do that within the team, if you can change that culture, not just within the team, but within how the organization perceives the team, that's got to be worth its weight in gold. That, that's possibly got to be worth the investment in the technology in the first place, let alone the outcome of what it's actually achieving. Yeah, yeah if you can uh, have a great professional brand coupled with great personal brands and security, uh, you're going to keep people for a long time. Yeah, and, and that's what you'll see, you know, especially uh, the younger team members as they're getting up to speed with our products. Uh, they, you know, one of the, the, the luxuries that we provide them is we allow them to get through the commodity stuff real fast where they're not having to deal with all that because <laughs> we're taking all that off the table. Yeah. Because in a lot of SOC teams and a lot of security professionals, what you'll see is they're racing to get through the day-to-day -day tasks so they can do the few cool things yep. that they really, you know, that, 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 they get, right. that they get excited yep. about. And threat hunting is one of those few cool things, really. I managed a tech desk in the past, and it's all about the number of open cases, it's all oh. about working them through, it's the mon it is right. just a treadmill, and it's soul destroyed. Yes, it, it is. is. <laughs> Genuinely, I cannot stress enough, I've been done it for a it few is. years, it is soul destroying, because y y there's never an end in sight. Right. There's always a set number of open cases. No, and if you're a good professional, you want to work on high-impact, high-value high things. Absolutely. I, I want to, you, you know, I want to protect things that matter. Yeah. Right? There's certain things I care about and I depend on. I want to protect those things. Uh, working on mundane tasks? No, after a while, it gets real boring, right? So It, it has to yeah. be done, but yeah. then it's not what gets you up in the morning. It's not what exactly. motivates no. Exactly. Guys, look, we could talk all day about this, but sadly, we have to end there. Thank you so much for both coming on. Ah, brilliant. Really appreciate your time. Really, really appreciate good. incredibly busy people. And I do hope you enjoy the rest of your InfoSec. So thank you very, right, very thanks, much. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we thank really you appreciate it. it. Thank really you, appreciate it. Cheers, thank guys. You. And we'll right. speak to you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks very much. Bye, all. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I did. Don't forget, this is part of a series. There will be one next week. Um, if you want to join the conversation, please, please do so at hashtag arrowbandwidth on Twitter and don't forget to check out the show notes where there's loads of really important resources and, uh, and generally sort of part of the conversation you find that at the uh, Arrow Hub. You will indeed. You will indeed. And guys, look if you've enjoyed this, please subscribe we cover loads of topics, we've got tons of back catalogue it's we a great opportunity to learn and get educated, so please do listen and uh, yeah, come back next week Come back, subscribe, catch up. Thank you very much. Have a good week. Bye.